we're not going to pretend that our needs or our disappointments or things that we're worried about don't exist. We are going to stop pretending that that's the only thing ever about this person that there's worth discussing. Okay. The reason that we teach this early on and we go really deep in this in HYR, the revamped HYR, the reason we go into this very early and deep is because once you know how to use conflict as a way to get closer to understand each other, it becomes a game changer for the whole relationship. Hey, hey, this is Dr. Kavita's son. Welcome to the Emotional Mastery Podcast. This podcast is about emotions, psychology, and relationships. Every week, I'll be sharing real-life tools to help you build self-awareness, a better relationship with yourself, and more fulfilling relationships with the people that matter to you. Listen, this is the foundation on which the rest of your life is built. So let's take the time to get it right. I'll see you on the inside. So guys, welcome. Today is the first weekly emotional mastery show. We're going to do this every single week on Thursdays at 4 p.m. PST. So add the event to your calendars. And um, I'm so excited. I have so much. We have so much planned for you guys. So first of all, today we're going to talk about conflict. Conflict. Why conflict? Why, of all things, did we pick conflict? Because that's the thing that mostly bothers us and drains our energy and has us feeling scattered with our focus, right? We end up not being able to enjoy any moment when we are worrying about some argument. So we're ruminating, we're not in our lives, we feel drained. And the way we think about conflict actually worsens the relationship too, right? So for all these reasons, it's really important to sort of take the bull by the horns, if you will, and learn how to talk through difficult things without going round and round in the same patterns that we're used to. That's why I decided, all right, for the very first training, we're just going to go straight to the bullseye and start with conflict. No running away, right? So, ah, awesome. Let's talk about why we get stuck with the way we do conflict typically. Because if we don't understand what usually happens, then we won't know how to change it, right? The number one thing is, like, I talk to women physicians all day, every day. That's, that's my work, right? And so the number one thing I hear is that people come to me when they're feeling stuck with the same arguments or the same problems in certain relationships, right? It could be about, parenting styles being different could be about um, technology and how much time somebody's on technology it could be about sex or money or chores or you know the the typical things even things like how much one person is taking care of their health versus not and if you have adult children it's oftentimes related to what kind of choices they're making and how you feel anxious about those choices right? So these things come up over and over again. It's the same argument in a thousand different ways. <laughs> and usually people tell me, you know, I'm trying everything, right? I've read all the books. 
I've listened to all the podcasts. I tried the I statement. I tried to go to therapy and ask the therapist, how should I approach this? Right. I have tried it all, but this person is just impossible. They're just weird and they're just stupid. <laughs> That's the problem here. And so can you give me some tips to fix that crazy in my life? <laughs> Trust me, if the other person could, they'd probably be talking to somebody saying the same exact thing, right? I often like to say, I am the antagonist in somebody else's story, right? So we try everything. We vent to our friends. We ask for advice from our relatives. We go to therapy. We try the books, but nothing works. Why? Why is that? I think, well, be before I get to why, tell me if that resonates with you. Give me a yes in the comments if you're like, yeah, I have gone round and round in certain relationships about certain topics, right? And I tried every which thing, right? I've tried it all. It's just that I happen to be with some really weird, abnormal people. I mean, that's the problem, right? <laughs> and I say that jokingly, but I used to feel that for a long time. I'd be like, I'm a psychiatrist. I know what I'm doing. It's just that the people in my life are weird. Like, what can I do about it? <laughs> Took me a while to realize that because I was a psychiatrist, I was coming across in my relationships early on as sort of a know-it-all, like, tis, 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 this is what you should do. And no one likes that. No one wants to feel that, right? So they would push back and get harsh and defensive. And then I'd be like, oh, you're impossible. So I'm going to show you why we get stuck. The reason is, right, number one, there are two, two main repetitive mistakes that we make. Number one, we use logic. Okay. We use logic over and over because we're smart people and logic has gotten us far. We are hugely successful in our lives because of our capacity to break down complex things into logical assembly. So we're like, all right, I will use my super strength here as well. And it doesn't work. Right. It seems to work everywhere else with any other relationship. Our friendships are fine. Our work relationships are fine. What the, right? So it's because we use logic. It's kind of like beating a dead horse over and over, right? You tell yourself, oh, if I just get them to understand why I'm saying it this way and what the benefit is, then clearly they will agree to this because it makes complete logical sense. And when it doesn't work, we try a different way or we gather more data or we ask some friends and they say, yeah, you're right. And we're like, yes. <laughs> the sad thing is, it doesn't matter who says you're right. Your, your loved one is also going and talking to other people and they're saying he or she is right. Okay. So that's the number one thing. And we beat a dead horse. Have you guys ever felt this? You're talking and talking and you're explaining logic and you're trying to convince the other person using a lot of sensible arguments and the other person's eyes are glazing over. They're just like staring off into space or they're just like rolling their eyes or checking their watch or yawning or saying, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, I get it. Who's been there? Or like, you can see it, that moment when you're losing them. And this is what I used to do. When, some, when I was losing someone and their eyes were glazing over, I would become even more frantic. <laughs> As if if I talk louder or shook them or 
said it differently or got agitated, it would snap them and they would be like, whoa, I'm sorry, Kavi. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Never happened. Yes, happened yesterday, says Divya. Frustrates me further. Yes. You're like, here I am trying my very best to explain something to you that can solve something for our lives. And you're just spacing out. You don't even care. You don't even care. Notice, remember that sentence because the solution is partly in that sentence. Okay. So, yes, everyone's like, it happened yesterday. It happened this morning. It happened yesterday. It happened this morning. <laughs> yes, this is our lives, right? Or if they don't glaze over, then the other option is they get defensive or they shut down completely and refuse to talk about it anymore. Okay. The second mistake that we make is after trying to address it many times and it doesn't go well, we tell ourselves, you know what? I'll just do it all myself. That's the solution. I'll just do it myself. You know what? Fuck it. I'll do it myself. The problem here is that you're not really at peace. You're pretending to be at peace, but you're not really at peace. So you're collecting all the resentments. Exactly, Pat. Pop says we're get resentful. Yeah, we're collecting all the evidence, right? Over time, and we're filled with ruminations and building resentment. And what happens after a little while, you will burst because you are only human. You will burst. The sad thing about this is once you burst, you become the problem because you're acting crazy, right? <laughs> and still the issue never gets solved because now it becomes about you're so moody and irrational and you're what's wrong with you, right? And even you start thinking, why am I acting like this? Yeah. So notice both of these don't solve the issue. When we use logic over and over and over, people just glaze over or get defensive. When we try to do it all ourselves, we get resentful and burst out. And then that leads to further distance in the relationship. And the big rule is that when there is distance in a relationship, conflict is easy to happen again. This is why we are stuck in this spiral. Something happens. We handle it the best way we can. It causes more distance. And then the next time something happens, you're even more quick to go into the cycle because you're already emotionally distant now, right? So it becomes like this sort of um, a never-ending sinkhole, right? We keep digging, 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 and falling deeper. So we need a new way to understand why this is happening. Why are we approaching these things in such different ways? What's happening in a way that is new and non-blaming? because Clearly, blame is not getting us anywhere, right? So, and once we have this new way, we then can find solutions that feel good to both people involved. Because that only when both people feel good about it, will that solution stick. Otherwise, it will not stick, okay? They might even say okay to the solution, but they will not follow through. How many of us have been there? They're like, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll keep my office clean. Okay, okay, sure, sure. Not going to happen. They're just saying that to get out of the conversation, right? So it's got to feel good for both people involved. So how do we do this? First thing we have to do is understand that there are two different conflict types, okay? 
there are two ways of approaching conflict, basically. One type is what we call the hailstorm. You guys know what a hailstorm is? It's when shit is falling from the sky and it's stones, right? It's pelting you. Ouch, 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 ouch. That's a hailstorm, okay? One person tends to be like a hailstorm. They will bring up the problems. They will bring up the complaints. They will say something is not working. They'll say, why aren't you doing these chores? They'll say, I'm all alone. They say, I have to do everything. That person is the hailstorm. And the hailstorm is not right or wrong. They are absolutely saying and doing what they're doing because they have an unmet need. And we'll talk about that in a second. But first, know that you are either the hailstorm or you're the other type, which is the turtle. You guys have seen a turtle, right? What does a turtle do when something is coming toward it? Hide. Exactly. It goes inside its shell, right? Wants to ignore, wants to get away. It's like, I can't handle this. So I'm just going to go into my shell until this hailstorm passes. That's the way to survive this. So in any relationship, if there is recurrent issues, one person is the hailstorm. When I say hailstorm, it doesn't mean that they are, you know, complaining every day, every minute. They're just the person who more likely than the other person tends to bring up problems. Okay. The other person more likely than the first one tends to shut down or run away or ignore problems or need space, basically. Now, every hailstorm for some things will become a turtle. It's not a 100% this or that. It's more likely than not in this relationship, are you more likely to be a hailstorm or a turtle? So think about that. Drop it in the comments. Think about the relationship that you... <laughs> Nona found the perfect emoji. Think about the relationship that you're thinking about right now as I'm talking and ask yourself, am I more likely to be the hailstorm or more likely to be the turtle in this particular relationship? Common. In any one relationship, we tend to veer a little bit more towards one side or the other, but in another relationship, it could be different. Also, over time in the same relationship, you could change. Oftentimes, hailstorms, if nothing has met their need for like years, they sometimes will also shut down and you'll have two turtles living in the house. Over time, you're going to both become turtles. And when that happens is when we call it a roommate marriage, if it's a marriage. You're basically sort of coming and going without really, because you don't know how to resolve things and it feels hopeless. And both of you are just like, whatever, until the kids go to college, we'll just survive like this. Or this is my fate. This is a marriage I have. I'll just like focus on my friends, whatever it is. Right? That place is actually the place. Uh, there's two humps for divorce, meaning higher um, incidence. One is when it's about four to eight years after marriage, when the power struggles are high. The second incidence, hump in incidence, is when two roommates, two turtles are living together. And they're like, what's the point? I'm too lonely in this. Okay. So the first thing I want you to hear is that 
if you're having conflict, the relationship is still alive and that is a good thing. Okay, it means you care. It means there is some push and pull. It's not comfortable, but it's better than if both people are completely shut down. Okay, all right. So hailstorm or turtle, those are the two types. Now, yes, important to know, we often tend to think of conflict as this horrible thing. Why are we fighting so much? Something must be wrong with us. Nothing is wrong with you. You're two different human beings who have not figured out how to talk through the fact that you're two different human beings. <laughs> That's a crazy hailstorm. All good. <laughs> By the way, we often tend to end up with somebody who's different than us. Because imagine two hailstorms together, a marriage won't succeed. Like you can't, you cannot have two hailstorms together. Imagine two turtles together right from the beginning. That'll also disintegrate. So if you are continuing in a relationship, it often is because there's one hailstorm and one turtle. And to make it a good, mature relationship, we want to learn how to address these styles in a third and unique way, okay? So the first thing I wanna talk about is if you are the hailstorm, okay, your number one need is to feel like you matter. You matter to this other person. You are a priority to that person. They will not leave you. You are safe, okay? You need to feel safe and you don't know how to feel like you're a priority. And so the way you are trying to get that feeling is through complaining about random stuff, right? Not that that stuff doesn't matter, it totally does. But why it matters to you is because if that was addressed, you would feel like that person cared about you. Does that make sense? Okay, so that is what a hailstorm needs. What does a turtle need? Believe it or not, turtles want to feel liked and competent, okay? They want to feel like this other person thinks I am good enough. This other person is happy with me. This other person actually smiles when I enter the room. They must like me. I am good at meeting this person's needs. That's what they want to feel. Do you see how that sets up this dance, okay? You don't feel your needs met. You don't feel prioritized. You poke. That actually makes them feel less competent, less like, and they withdraw even more, and you chase more. I feel like you're in my marriage. I've seen a lot of marriages. Okay. So the number one need for a hailstorm is to feel like they matter and they're a priority. The number one need for a turtle is to feel like they are liked and they're competent. When you reverse this, when I talk to hailstorms, they'll often say, I do everything or no one cares. No one cares about me. I do everything for everybody. Nobody cares about me. Okay? And when I talk to hailstorms, they'll say, whatever I do is never enough. There's always something. I'm never going to satisfy her. It's, ho like, it's hopeless. Okay? So when you are set up in this dance, you begin chasing each other and it goes round and round and round over years and years and years. And the more you practice this, the quicker you can go into that dance, right? The smallest thing, somebody, you know, made a mess when they're making coffee and they didn't wipe it up. Boop, I don't matter. Back in the dance, right? 
you say, hey, honey, what time are you coming home from work? Well, whatever I do is never enough. She's complaining already. See what I mean? The smallest thing can set off this dance. Okay? Okay. So what we want to do, and I'm going to give you guys the first thing to think about, because this is, I could teach on this for like two weeks. The first thing I want you guys to do is in one particular relationship, if you are the hailstorm, go try, and I say this, um, it sounds silly, but it is. it will change the tone of the relationship. Appear like a happy puppy when you see this person, okay? Be excited to see them. Be happy that they came into the room. Tell them something good that they're doing. That is genuine. You don't need to make up shit. Genuinely something good that they're doing, even if it is something like, you know, they made coffee or they tied your kid's shoes or they worked hard for the family. <laughs> there you go. That's right. Cats. So cat, if you're looking for a reaction from the other person, then you will come across, it'll come across manipulative. Okay, so if we're doing something and we're like, what? I was so happy and I came and hugged you, but you now you won't do the chores I asked you to. It'll come across like, whoa, oh, why are you doing this? They're sarcastic because he doesn't trust it. He doesn't trust it. If there's been a long period of hurt, then even we wouldn't trust it, right? If somebody that I feel like is usually hurtful to me is suddenly affectionate i'd be like suspicious like what do you what do you what do you want from me right the thing is to of course they're going to be suspicious not to make a big deal of that in your head of course they're going to be suspicious they don't know they're scared they're worried that i'm just making something up they're worried that this is my path to get them to do something right that makes total sense all we need to do is to say, you know, why I'm doing it, honey, is because I haven't done it and I feel shitty that I haven't done it. I share a lot of my complaints with you. I don't hold back on the complaints, but I have held back and I don't want to. So I'm not trying to, doesn't matter how it lands for you. It's more that I just wanted to. And you don't even need to trust it. Let them off the hook. Here's the thing, if you let them off the hook, there's nothing for them to get defensive about. If you are like, oh my God, even if I try, you're being suspicious. Now you're entering into an argument, right? If you say you're, you're welcome to be suspicious, that makes sense. Now what? And <laughs> Denise, you call 911 ahead of time and be like, you probably want to call these people here. Let me give you the phone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Notice the lack of what I'm saying here is the lack of resistance. Okay. If someone resists and you resist back, that's how the clap happens. If they resist and you're like, of course you're resisting. That makes sense. I would too. That's that. Okay. So important to do this purely because it is worth doing because it is an honest thing in your relationship that you are noticing. Don't do it as a, okay, I'll do this one sweet thing and it'll remove years and years of everything and they have to be happy with me now and do everything that I ask for. That's not how it works, right? We do this 
Like if you were a farmer and you had a plot of land, one drop of water is not going to make a harvest, but it's a beginning of a harvest, okay? So we don't want to be dropping a few drops of water and being like, ah, this fucking stupid land, (laughs) never going to give me anything, okay? We just want to till the land because we want to be good farmers, pure and simple, okay? All right. Now, if you are the turtle in that relationship, think about something that you could do to show them genuinely that they matter more than something else. I'll I'll give you an example. I was talking to a couple, one of my private couples at this afternoon at one o'clock, and um, she has a meniscal tear. Okay, they went skiing a couple of weeks ago. She has a meniscal tear. It's it's doesn't seem like a ligament tear. So she just has a brace on it and they're waiting to see for a couple of weeks. Okay. The simple thing that her husband was talking to someone about their children's, one of their child's um, performance, okay? And said, I'll come to the performance. My wife won't be able to come. She has a meniscal tear and so she'll be resting. He didn't even know that she was listening to this. He was just taking care of to-do lists, right? That's what she pointed to as I felt like he prioritized me. It wasn't such a big thing. You don't need huge things. You don't need to, you know, retire. You don't need to do huge things to show somebody that they matter to you. So if you are the turtle, go and do something that is genuine, that shows them that they matter. It could be as simple as, I made coffee for you when I made my coffee this morning. Again, we're doing this because you are a farmer and you want to be a good farmer of your property, which is your marriage. This is not to trick them into now doing anything, okay? Because if we try to approach it as, ah, why won't they? They're not noticing or they're not celebrating that I did this. You're approaching it with wrong energy. Trust me, your spouse or the other person also will be thinking tit for tat if we see it like that, right? They'll be like, but I did three things and you only did one thing. I often say the math never adds up. You will always think you're doing more. They will always think they're doing more. It will never add up to exactly 100%. We all think that we are right and that we are doing more and the other person is being unreasonable. Why are they so unreasonable? Okay, so come away from getting anything out of this other than the satisfaction that I am showing up as a good farmer for this plot of land that has been entrusted in my care in this lifetime. And I say this even if the marriage works or doesn't work. At this point in your life, you've been entrusted this. Do a good job, right? For your own peace of mind. Yes, me too. So if if you are the turtle, Yes, show the hailstorm that they matter, that they are a priority in some way. If you are the turtle, show the, I mean, if you are the hailstorm, show the turtle that you're pleased with them, that they're doing something that is actually good and satisfying you. You can still complain. That's not what this is about. Complaining isn't bad. But you want to be honest in noticing everything instead of only noticing the shit. That's all, right? Because when we only notice the shit and we only voice the shit, the other person stops caring about the shit. (laughs) 
right? They're like, ah, that's all she ever says. That's all he ever says. So tell me, what is your one thing that you took away from today's training that you're going to go do? I'm all about doing, not just, I often say information is not transformation. Don't just be taking notes and color coding things. None of that is going to change your relationship, right? Go do something different. What is that? Praise my turtle. Love it. Appreciate the turtle. Yes. Something genuine, something that you can genuinely say, right? You never, ever, ever want to lie. Never exaggerate, never lie, because then you are out of integrity with yourself. And that's even more uncomfortable. Turtle to hailstorm. I care about you. You are a priority. Hailstorm to turtle. You please me. You're doing something right. Correct. Yes. 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 The turtle can become the hailstorm if they've been poked repeatedly. And then at some point, they will often burst out. Okay. They will often burst out as a way to push back. That's not their natural tendency, but they will sometimes push back at a, at a certain point and start yelling or something just to get away. Yes. Camelia, what a beautiful thing. So nice to see you here. I will take care of this beautiful family you're being entrusted with. Yeah. It's, it's a plot of land. It is your, again, this is not about lying. It's not about being out of integrity with yourself. It's not even about staying the relationship or leaving. Okay. Yes. Yes. Notice you can still complain. Okay. We're not going to pretend that our needs or our disappointments or things that we're worried about don't exist. We are going to stop pretending that that's the only thing ever about this person that there's worth discussing. Okay. The reason that we teach this early on, and we go really deep in this in HYR, the revamped HYR, the reason we go into this very early and deep is because once you know how to use conflict as a way to get closer to understand each other, it becomes a game changer for the whole relationship, right? Otherwise, you're doing date night separately, but fighting separately. <laughs> it's like two separate things. Or you go to date night and you don't know what to talk about. Some people tell me that we just go to date night and we're just like, because nothing has been resolved. There's no connection. It's just a pretend thing. Okay. Don't ever lie to yourself. Don't dress up and go for date night and try to be all pleasant. If you have the connection is off, it'll just be about the food and the nice place and you'll still be angry with each other. Right. Doesn't, doesn't make any sense. So, all right. So as we're wrapping up here, I want to, end with anyone who hasn't done HYR. If you want to learn more about that, feel free to book a free 45-minute relationship repair call. It's complimentary. And our program consultant will show you, well, they, first we'll ask you a bunch of questions because there's three different situations that HYR is not a good fit. Okay. So we want to find out. And if it is the right next step, we'll tell you all about it and you can decide. So just reach out on Facebook, on Messenger, and let me know or drop ready in the under the Facebook Live and somebody will reach out to you from my team. So do you promise to do that one step depending on your conflict type? Give me a yes in the comments. Do not lie. If you're like, I don't think I'll do it. Just say no. Okay. Yes. Perfect. 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 Yes. Yeah. 
this and do it for yourself and your heart and your integrity. Okay? So you want to appreciate one. First of all, there's a way to appreciate as well, which I, there's not time to get into. I'll just quickly say, saying thank you for something is not enough. You want to add to it what you felt and why that was important to you. Okay. Yes, this, it's like they don't care is not a factual statement because you don't, you're not in their body. You have no idea. You're making that up in your head as a loop. I bet you're saying that to yourself 10,000 times, right? It's like they don't care. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. It's because you're not getting the reaction. And so you're making that mean they don't care. Yeah. Why, why resist that? No resisting. You do owe them as a daughter. Just admit to that. Yeah, that makes sense. I do owe you some things as a daughter. But right now, I'm just here to say thank you for this thing. Yes? This resisting, I say something, this person has to respond in a certain way, otherwise I'm going to get mad, is the problem. You appreciate. They say, whatever, you're just saying that, but tomorrow you're going to be complaining. Don't resist. That may be true. I'm trying to work on it, but I still just wanted to appreciate today. See, no resistance, right? You owe me. You children, we sacrifice so much for you. You owe us. It's true. It's true, mom and dad. You guys sacrifice so much for us. I will never truly understand that. I, I wasn't in that time and place. I wasn't in that era. I wasn't in your life, in your struggles. You're right. I can't even imagine how much you had to sacrifice. No resistance, right? We want an exact certain reaction and they can sense it and it feels manipulative. So they push back. Let them have it. Sure, they feel like we owe them. That must mean they feel like they made a lot of sacrifices. Sure, let them have it. What's a big deal, right? Yes, that's right, Mahita. I'm expecting them to agree with me. That's the problem. So you're appreciating them. And then you're like, hopefully they will hear the appreciation and then agree with the next thing I'm going to say, right? Subconsciously, we do that. Not consciously, subconsciously, right? Then we get frustrated. Drop the resistance. That's the line I want you guys to go away with when you do that thing. If you're the turtle or the hailstorm, you know the thing you're going to try, but the line you want to keep in your head is drop the resistance. I'm not here to convince them. I'm not here to force them. I'm not here to make them agree with me. I'm not here to do anything. Drop the resistance. One of the things is to ask them about their childhoods. You actually don't know. You will never know the suffering that they went through, right? It's a diff it was a different time and place. And so they need to feel like you have fully heard and really appreciated where they've come from. So give that to them first, right? Ask more questions. Then what happened? And then who said what? How did you do that? Oh my gosh. Ask them everything. Start there, okay? Let them have it. Let them have, they want to feel important, basically. Let them have it. Yes, yes. She's projecting onto you, but you're projecting your needs onto her, right? Right now, you don't need to set any limits because you don't know how to set boundaries right now. The way we're taught to set boundaries actually doesn't help. It makes things worse. So you need to learn how to set boundaries in a way that 
helps the relationship. But for now, your only goal is to go genuinely say thank you for something to them without resistance, even if they don't say the perfect thing back. Awesome. So anyone who hasn't done HYR, if you'd like more information, just drop um, ready under the Facebook Live that this thing is in a Facebook Live. And I'm so glad. And somebody will reach out to you. I love you guys. Go do something different. Don't just think about it. Okay? I love you guys. See you next week. Same time, same place. Hey, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, I have a favor to ask. Would you rate and review the show? You may not know this, but ratings and reviews are the quickest way to get the word out so more people can find the show, learn these tools, and maybe get the relief and clarity they're needing. It takes two minutes, and it would mean the world to me. Thank you.